All right. Before we get into the episode, let's get some housekeeping out the way. I am Sierra Narita, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Cake and Conversations. Anything that you hear on this podcast is for entertainment purposes. I am not a trained professional. I draw from my own experience. So if you are someone who needs to seek additional help or professional help, please do so. Now that that is out of the way, let's get into the episode. I'm writing a vision and making it play. Don't think it's a game and some of it just might be hard to obtain uh-huh. I know it, I know it, but I don't care cause I know deep in my brain uh-huh. I'm just there for greatness and I would not get it if I keep on playing uh-huh. So let me go get it Hey guys, so this is Sierra Narita Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Cake and Conversations So uh, before we get into the actual episode I wanted to just pop on real quick and say that um again thank you so much for listening but i i wanted to say that i'm definitely praying for this country this world right now we are in a crazy space in the midst of a pandemic and in the midst of so much anger and hate going on um with so many people not understanding that black lives do matter and understanding that what that means and and they don't understand that just because a black life matters does not mean that we are um, saying that no other lives matter because all of our lives do matter but in order for everybody's life to matter black lives have to matter and so the episode that you're getting ready to hear is a is a particularly short one for one because It's a vulnerable space for me. It was something that I did in a moment. Actually, it was almost 2 a.m. when I recorded it, but I recorded it after I did a brain dive because I could not sleep. So I couldn't sleep and I needed to write and I ended up writing um, what became this episode. And so this is a very vulnerable episode for me because um, it was some things that actually I was feeling that was weighing extremely heavily on me and still do. But at this moment, when I wrote this, it was extremely fresh. So enjoy the episode. Hear my heart. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, guys. All right. So today is going to be a little bit of a different episode. You know, against the backdrop of the coronavirus, the effects of what is happening in Minneapolis and um, with the horrific murder of George Floyd, uh, things have been kind of sitting heavily on me. I don't know if it's because I've been in the house with a few exceptions of having to run a few errands mixed with the fact that it just makes me so sad that men like George Floyd are losing their lives in the streets to the people who are supposed to be protecting and serving us. The people who our tax dollars pay to be here in our neighborhoods. It's, it's, it has to be a combination of both. But um, this past Thursday, Some of you may know I'm still working. Thank God. Um, I work from home right now, but I am still working my normal um, day job. But on Thursday, I decided to go for a 20 minute walk over my lunch break 
And when I decided to do it, immediately I hesitated. And I hesitated with the thought of, is it safe to leave my house? It's it it's it's odd that I would think that way because the neighborhood that I live in is pretty quiet. You know, my neighbors know me. So I, I quickly dismissed the thought, you know, and. But even sitting here, I ask myself, why, why is it even important for me to have the thought that my neighbors know me? If I were a white woman going on an afternoon stroll would the fact of my neighbors knowing me even be relevant? Still, I decided to leave the house, go for the walk with my dog, and told myself I would stay close to home, off the main streets, and it'll be fine. It's 20 minutes and I'll be back. It was over my lunch break. That was it. So, about halfway into my walk, as I crossed the street, which was at a four-way stop, me and my dog were nearly hit by a car. It was an older man who was just not paying attention. And he even apologized as I jumped out of the way, you know, pulled myself and my dog away from the bumper so that neither of us would be hit. And instantly in this encounter that took mere seconds I thought don't react upset because he may think you're scary you know I went ahead and finished my walk with my dog and went back home and it wasn't until later in the work day in the afternoon when I was kind of wrapping up my work day I happened to start having a instant messenger chat with a coworker friend of mine. It wasn't until I started talking to her. Um, she's a white woman that I truly, truly appreciate. I consider her a friend um, at work and I've even had conversations with her outside of work. I, I consider her a, a friend and I didn't realize how much it affected me until I was doing this instant messenger conversation and literally was crying real tears as I talked to her about my reaction and how my reaction scared me about how the thought of a simple human reaction to what could have caused me to have broken bones and potentially killed my dog would immediately invoke fear of being black in America. You know, and, and as we kind of wrapped up the conversation between the two of us, another thought came to me. You know, after I got off the off the call and I was kind of sitting back done with the work day, another thought came to me. And that thought was, I am alone. And that made me so sad. One of my daughters was definitely here. One of my daughters was home, but she was asleep. And if something were to happen to me while I'm out, even on an afternoon stroll, doing something that would have taken 20 minutes, if something were to happen to me, there would be no one who would know to come looking for me. There would be no one who would know that I was only supposed to be gone for 20 minutes. 
that piled on top of the fact that we are still in the midst of a pandemic with the coronavirus. And, you know, in the area that I live in, there are hundreds of new cases daily, which means that the hospital are overwhelmed and a hospital visit could potentially put myself and my daughters in harm's way. I thought I am their protector and the country that we call home is killing the men that will one day become my protector, the men that will know if I'm gone too long on a 20 minute walk, the men that will one day take the place as the protectors of my daughters, our brothers, fathers, and sons. And I am tired and I am sad and I am angry. But just like my sisters before me, whose shoulders I stand on, the pain and the tears that I feel, it has to take a back seat to the fight to gain simple human rights in a country that we built and that we continue to build structurally and economically. The human rights that they continuously tell us that we have by simultaneously stripping them away from us daily in the streets for the world to watch. So I use my voice. I use my podcast. I use the gifts that God has given me that this world will never be able to take and say, I will always stand in the gaps for my brothers and sisters who were not given the chance to stand for themselves. I love you. I pray for you. And I am with you. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you soon.